absolutely lovely um, to be speaking again this morning. Um, I think more and more I am I'm less surprised that um, sometimes I, I come along and I just I just don't know what to expect um, from uh, from church um, a church plant sometimes and um, I think I've just come to the point of just going you know whatever you want to do Lord you do and uh, and I just have that expectancy this morning. Um, we just were praying in the car on the way over and I just felt that. Um, yeah, Jesus does want to um, heal people this morning, um, and uh, and the right people are here this morning to receive this message too. So, how are you doing? Um, what a weekend! Black Friday, who made it over to Curry's and uh, and Tesco's? I watched as the trolleys started leaving and. Um, and people were getting flustered and, uh, gosh, it would send anybody's head in a spin. Um, I wasn't caught up in it. I just like to, to watch as the chaos ensues. Um, but uh, we're going to be looking at just um, keeping our eyes on Jesus um, in the midst of, of chaos and in turmoil. And, uh, and how to do that, we've been looking... Um, a, a lot about just asking Jesus, um, do you love me? Are you proud of me? Um, and finding out just who we are, just um, speaking um, truths over ourselves. But sometimes our eyes um, can just shift away whenever um, the likes of, uh, you know, something that makes our heads spin a little bit like Black Friday or Cyber Monday I hear is coming too so get ready, it's all mad I think we should just start with just praying so let's do that Lord we just love your presence we just love it thank you for blessing us this morning already thank you um, for just letting us rest in your presence this morning and I just, um, you know, we just release um, your peace in this room and over the kids' room. As kids meet upstairs, let them just get hungry for more of you. Help them to understand who you are and who they are as sons and daughters of the mighty God. Amen. Yeah, so I don't know if you've ever been in love. Um, you've ever had those um, those fluttery feelings um, when you first met somebody. Um, I'm going to share a little bit of my story of uh, how me and Ben met, and uh, and really it was just you know we were at a church weekend and, and our eyes sort of met across the room and um, and he changed a tire for me my tire had had burst and he he was the one who changed it and um, I remember leaving that weekend um, with with fluttery feelings and uh, and and talking to God in the car and saying God if it could be him let it be him. Um, that would be great, but um, those feelings um, are um, are wonderful. And uh, and as time then goes on, eleven years on, you know those um, those feelings can sometimes when you have um, jobs, when you have a house, when you have a mortgage, finance, um, financial implications, you have kids, 
sometimes um, where there was this gaze at each other, it sometimes turns into doing and, and running about trying to make sure everybody's um, out for school or everybody or all the, the bills are paid or we're managing the house and sometimes you forget to keep the connection and, and we've learned just that we need just like continual little reminders just to let's keep the connection um, to, to keep um, our focus, to keep our grace, to keep looking at each other. And, uh, and I love um, looking into people's eyes, I love um, having that connection. Um, but often our eyes can be windows into what's really going on, can't they? Because I don't know, I feel like me, um, if I'm having a tough day and I don't really want anybody to talk to me, I'll maybe walk a little bit like this. Or if I'm going shopping, I'll maybe just be really focused on what I'm buying rather than um, being aware of what's around me. Um, I think it can, the, our eyes um, are ways that we can connect and what we're looking at is really important. And when we feel shameful, we tend to look down. And when we're thinking and dreaming and visualising stuff, we look up, actually. Um, coming up to Christmas, I would be mustered in curries on Black Friday. I would be mustered anywhere on Black Friday. I'm mustered anywhere around Christmas time. This time of the year is horrific for me. I should just learn to sit by the fire and just watch the flames. I'm so visual that I'm taken I'm taken away by the reindeers that are going through the sky and some shopping centres, or the talking reindeers. I'm like, what? Or the glittery things, or the, the, the sparkly notices. You know, it's Christmas time, it's here. And uh, so if I, ever think, if I ever suggest meeting up in a shopping centre for coffee, just say, no, Rebecca, you can't cope. You're not strong enough. Because literally there'll be no conversation out of us. I'll just be like looking everywhere. And it could send me literally spinning. And sometimes um, that's the way life can feel, is that you're just sort of spinning like a bit like a spinning top. Um, sometimes we can be distracted by, by, uh, by things that come along. But a lot of the time we can be distracted by ourselves. Um, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm just, I'm not feeling it this morning or I'm not just not getting there, or, oh my goodness, is that what I look like? Um, we just can be a bit distracted by ourselves. Very, very usual, as an example of, uh, of an illustration here. I haven't given her any warning about this, but, um, you know, I'm not going to ask you to do anything ridiculous. A little bit. Um, so, I'm just going to ask Verity just to spin a little bit. You know, you work with kids, you're used to it, but you know the spin I'm talking about, right? Like the spin. So, kids just spin. So, just if you could demonstrate that. to spin, yes, thank you. But, you know, like you enjoy it, this is your moment. <laughs> Go on, spin. And, um, and as you spin, if you keep spinning, um, yeah, you can stop whenever you start to feel a little bit like queasy and you're going to, to lose it. But yes, thank you for that illustration. A little round of applause. Um, thank you. Verity spins and she feels a little bit out of control. She spins and she feels a bit knocked off her axis. Um, she spins and she gets distracted and she lands where she lands. And sometimes I feel like that. 
And sometimes my life can be going, oh, Jesus, you're telling me that you're proud of me, you're, you're, you love me. And then all of a sudden I get uh, a text or I get uh, an email or I, get, I look at the news or I, um, uh, something happens with the kids. It's just like valleys and mountains, isn't it? It's just trying to manoeuvre, be a pro manoeuvring these valleys and mountains. Um, but something happens and I'm knocked off a little bit into this sort of swirl, this sort of dizziness. Um, and sometimes I'm too busy caught up in the storm over here that I forget the one who can still it. Well, our anxiety as a, as a country is just rising. Our anxiety, um, our stress, our busyness, it's increasing, isn't it? And we're seeing the knock-on effects, uh, knock-on effects with with our health, with our mental health, with our children, with the next generations coming up. And it's not okay. And it's not God's design. I call this talk um, Stuck on You. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Lionel Richie, um, but uh, good old 1984 and uh, Stuck on You comes out. And, uh, and it's just got that sort of reassuring um, sort of tone to it that you know, I'm stuck on you. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and I, I wanted us to hear that from Jesus. I wanted us to hear, I'm stuck on you, um, from Jesus first. Because our response is, I want to be stuck on you. I'm stuck on you. Um, got this feeling down deep in my soul that I just can't lose. Um, I don't want to quote all of that song because it's just not appropriate. But um, I, I, I think it's a good place um, to start. I wonder if you feel like the way I've just described. Um, but that, that things can just take your eye. And uh, like Ben would say, that he would go into work. And, uh, and he would go in with a bit of a goal. And this is, this is the focus. This is what I'm going to do this morning. And he would go in and he would look and his um, computer email, his work emails, and he would have like about 50 more than he did the day before. And actually maybe about 30 of those would be like, you have to respond right now. And, and that's overwhelming. And he just gets knocked off a little bit. To, actually, I have to respond here. And uh, what I wanted to do is, is this, but it's gone. You know, um, I wonder if you feel... Um, the same about some area, like um, maybe money, maybe it's finances, you know, like, oh, I'm trying to uh, do everything right, but my goodness, it's the storm, it's this swirl that's just taking my attention, are we ever going to be out of this? Is this happening? I, I believe that there's freedom in this room for this right now, actually. I'm just going to release that. Yeah, Jesus, thank you for for being here, thank you that you want freedom in this area, and uh, and we just release that, we just release your power, Holy Spirit, to just bring freedom this morning um, from, from financial burdens. Yeah, thank you. He's good, and he's in the room. And uh, so, but maybe, maybe it's not that, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's someone who's, who's just thinking a bit about, or you know, maybe it's a relationship that you're already in and maybe it's, it's, it's a struggling one. Maybe it's one with your family and, and maybe it's just taking up so much of your world, so much of your time, so much of your thoughts. 
maybe it's uh, control issues or I've got to have everything in this house in order. I've got to have everything in order before I could ever spend time with Jesus, before um, I will know peace. Something is stealing your peace this morning and you know what it is. Something is stealing your peace. So something is, is uh, you're wrestling with something this morning. What's there in your glances? Are you stuck on him? Like he's stuck on you. We sang um, this hill song, um, Praise the Name. Um, and it says, He shall return in robes of white, the blazing sun shall pierce the night, and I will rise among the saints, my gaze transfixed on Jesus' face. And it's such a beautiful song. And, uh, and I suppose my question is, just, you know, we, we have this moment when he comes back and we think because that moment we'll all be looking at him and that's wonderful. But wouldn't it be wonderful to grab that moment tonight that we can access this moment? And I feel like um, there's a little bit um, for us that that might sound a little bit difficult or a little bit dull and and I feel like we just need to be shaken up a little bit in that but that's not a dull thing and if we feel like looking at Jesus is going to be dull for us we're sitting in the wrong place because actually what he does is he transforms us and he brings supernatural encounters for us and he shakes us and stirs us and makes us hunger after things we thought we'd never hunger after because that's what Jesus does. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. You know? He has more. We have an slide. I think this um, is uh, Corrie Ten Boom. What a wonderful lady. Um, she said, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. If you remember, if you um, have ever felt the fluttery um, feeling of getting excited, of that anticipation for a new job, a new house, um, a, a relationship, that fluttery feeling, I felt that God was saying, it's more, it's so much more what I have for you today. Um, let's go back to Lionel. Needed a friend. I needed a friend. And the way I feel now, it looks like I'll be with you till the end. Gosh, isn't it a great friendship that we have and we can have with Jesus? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. But, but how, do we, how do we resolve this? How do we resolve this, this tension, this swirl, this storm in our lives? And ah, the everyday with Jesus. How does that happen? I've left my Bible over here. That shouldn't, that shouldn't really happen. Um, I'm going to get it. I want us to look at Hebrews 12, and uh, it should come up. Okay. Hebrews 12. This letter is written to, um, to Jewish Christians. 
who started to think that, uh, is this really worth, like, walking this way? Is this really worth um, sticking with? Or were the old voice better? The writer says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, so these, these uh, Jewish Christians, they were thinking, whoa, let's go back to the olden days. They were better. Does that ring a bell? Does anybody ever do that? Or anybody ever heard anybody do that? I know around uh, the school that my boys are in, like, with the conversation sometimes, they're like, do you remember the old headmaster? Wasn't he great? Um, and Banger through the years, hands up if you're on that. Banger through the years on Facebook. Is anybody? Is it just me? Yeah. Um, my goodness, what a moan. They can, right? It can be a moan. It can be Banger through the years. Banger was once this beautiful place. And now what a sham. Um, but we, we remember, we, we're so nostalgic at times that we, we go back, oh, the olden days, they were better, you know. Um, last year, even, you know, oh, that, that place that I was, I was in, that, that, that city, that relationship, we look back. And, uh, or sometimes we look far too, too much ahead. Now, the writer in Hebrews is saying, the best is yet to come. Um, but he's encouraging them to stay their ground, to keep walking. Don't look back, you know. Keep your memories with you, but learn from them and move on. Let's not get fancy and romantic about the way things were. We're here at this moment for a purpose. Keep your step. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking about... Um, a few friends that I had and in school um, I was a little bit intimidated of how much they talked um, about this fervency um, for Jesus actually and, uh, and it, it, was, it was very compelling but it was so, um, so fast and I, I've heard that unfortunately um, a lot of my peers, a lot of my peers just haven't stuck. It hasn't been for the, the steady path, right? And I think a lot of a lot of people, like I mean, you know, people yourselves, that actually we have to keep in step, don't we, um, with what God's doing. And uh, um, I use an illustration that like my brother is a brilliant runner, and he would take off like he whenever he was twelve, I think he started this, and he just started like going around the block, and then he would develop and go a little bit further, and he'd go around, um, you know the sea front or then he would go a little bit further and, and I thought one day this is a great idea I'm going to start running 
and, uh, and I'm going to track him. And I went behind him and I was like trying to keep up. And, uh, and I was just, I just ended up having an asthma attack. I was like, I'm dying. And, um, and, and just that, like starting too quickly, starting too fast. Um, and we need to keep in step. And, uh, you know, Peter, Peter on the water, right? <laughs> like, and he sees Jesus, and he's like, I'm coming! And this amazing thing happens whenever he steps out in faith, and he steps on the water, and he's like, you know, he's walking on the water, a supernatural thing happens. And he's walking on the water, I'm coming! And this great moment turns into this awful moment when he starts to lose his feet under because he starts to look at the storm, doesn't he? He starts to look at it and he goes under. We need to keep in step by keeping our eyes on him. So Jesus says, keep your eyes on me. Like if you think of um, the end of uh, you know, uh, of a marathon. I've never done a marathon. I'm sure people in this room have done that many. Um, my friend did one in Berlin, and she did a roller rollerblading one. And uh, where the um, the bus actually, there's this big bus that would pick up stragglers. And um, I'm getting confused, looks. Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah. So there was this big bus, and it would like pick up stragglers that were not making it. That time and out and she says you know you could hear this bus in the background um coming for them and uh, it made you just go that little bit quicker now maybe we need that maybe we could have a big bus playing um as some sort of tune but um she knew that when they got to the finishing line there was such celebration right and there was like you've got the medal you've got this you did the marathon um and, uh, and the celebration of the finishing line. And we do need to be aware that when we get to the finishing line, um, then there will be celebrations. But the writer in Hebrews was, was saying, look, let's remember those ones who went before us on this marathon. Let's remember the trailblazers, people who blaze this trail, right? This big faith cloud. Think of Noah who just looked crazy building an ark. That wasn't easy. Like, there was literally a storm coming, but, I mean, his own storm was probably from the people going, you're crazy! Stop it! This is really embarrassing! Um, but he, he knew that he was meant to be building an ark. Abraham, who didn't know where he was going. Sarah, who seemed too old to have a baby, but she did. Moses' parents just sending him off down a river. I mean, that's crazy. But these people, these people and more are in our cloud, are, are the cloud that's surrounding us, that's championing us and going, yes! You know, yesterday I was thinking about the cloud more. I was like, you know, I was, I was sort of like washing the dishes for the umpteenth time. I still haven't got a dishwasher. Um, on note, I want a dishwasher for Christmas. And, uh, but, but I was like, you know, washing these dishes. And I heard Martha, you get it, don't you? 
you get it. But this is this is what I did, you know. I I, I knew about preparations, Rebecca. I knew about this stuff. I blazed a trail, right? Or you know, Mary. Like you know, I sat I sat I, I was I sat by his feet. His intimate. He blazed a trail there. Who has blazed a trail? Who is in our cloud of witnesses who are championing us? And what is it, particularly, that you today need championed on? And can you hear that particular character from the Bible, that particular person who has walked before you, saying, come on! Because I think that we... Are, are called to our journey for a particular reason. I think there's some, um, this is a, an obstacle course, um, the mud run, yeah, um, that happens in uh, Armagh or Dungannon or somewhere in Northern Ireland. And, um, and yeah, there's another, there's another photo as well. And they just have to get all like through these obstacles and, and endure this. And sometimes, and there's one final one, I think. And sometimes, like that's just horrendous. But let's be honest. Sometimes this storm in our lives is horrendous. You know, they all get Jaffa kicks in the game. <laughs> it's all good. Um, we get a lot more. Our storm... Have we taken our eyes off the one who can calm the storm? The one who can still the storm is in the eye of the storm if we let him be. But what are you trailblazing? What is your storm that you're, that you're in at the moment? And what are you trailblazing for the ones that will come next? I think you heard a little bit of Alan talking about that um, last week of just um, the the inheritance that we walk in from, from um, other ones that have gone before us in the faith. But what are you doing? Because I would um, suggest that every person here is blazing a trail. And the thing that you find the most hardest at the moment is possibly the thing that you are, is causing you to go through lots of obstacles so that you can make that trail for other people that are coming up. Other people that are coming up. And you will be part of the great cloud going, come on, I did that. I did that. I did that with my eyes on Jesus. If we're just climbing through, if we're just stuck in our story, and we forget who's the eye of the story, it's not going to blaze that trail. We're going to be stuck in our story. It's our lot. This is what we have. This is what I got given. These are the cards I got dealt. Or, this is your adventure. This is your trio. Philippians 4, 8. Paul talks about keeping our thoughts on things bad. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice, and the God of peace 
will be with you. If you think about um, about the talk that I did a few weeks ago about Jesus getting all these um, temptations in the desert um, by the enemy and just like how hard that was for him, but he just kept his eyes on the Father and he's like, I see you, Father. I see you and I'm going to do this. And of course, look at Jesus' legacy. Keeping your eyes on him in the storm What's your legacy? Your own journey that you're fighting for will become your legacy. So, I love videos. Ben um, detests one of ours. I've got a video for this morning because it doesn't go well on the podcast, guys. But um, this is um, another video. Um, And it is um, from Chariots of Fire. Anyone know it? Hands up. Watched it. Eric Henry Little was a Scottish Olympic gold medalist runner. And this um, is a clip of um, one of the races that he ran. And if you can keep in mind um, just what we've talked about and just your own journey um, to this moment. I love that bit when he says it's not the prettiest quarter I've ever seen, but it's the very, very best. And I feel like our journeys are so similar, aren't they? Um, it's, it's not the prettiest thing to go through storms. It's not the prettiest thing to have hard times. Um, but we can be brave in them. Um, Proverbs twenty four sixteen. For though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again. So what's the storm? What's the storm in your life? What's taking up your present day that we can't actually be present to each moment that we're given? In our storm, there is supernatural provision. There is supernatural provision. It's not easy, um, but it's there. So, um, yeah, when something when something takes us, when something knocks us off. Um, Sometimes it's really easy to just go with it. Ooh, I'm going to moan about it. I'm going to get angry about it. I'm going to get frustrated and all these emotions that I feel. But where we can catch it is where, where is Jesus in there? Where is he in the eye of that storm? Where is he? Um, how do we unpack his heart for that moment, for that reality? Where are his fingerprints? in that moment and in that reality. Each day we get a choice. We just do. It's our choice. Nobody else can make it. Circumstances don't dictate it. It's our choice. Do we look at the storm or the sun? So I did a little bit of research into storms. Um, I used to like geography, so um, this was quite fun for me. Um, I was a little bit horrified by how many storms were coming literally just to our world, and I just wanted to find out a little bit more about them. Storms are horrific, and there's no getting around that. But I'm going to read this a little bit. Um, Storms bring rain to areas needing it. They break up bacteria. They replenish inland plant life. They cool the earth. They remove pollution from the air. 
They provide water to vegetation, lakes and reservoirs. Winds distribute seeds and pollen and help remove weak and old vegetation to make way for new growth. Lightning liberates nitrates that fertilise the soil. Without storms, many continents would become dry and fish would die and crops would fail and animals would die. The Earth's electrical balance is maintained through storms as negative charges go back into the Earth through lightning. I say this not to um, underestimate what storms can do, um, but um, that actually there is a turning of a storm, isn't there? There's whenever we recognise um, Jesus in the eye um, of a storm. Um, Clark Kent had to take off his uh, geeky glasses things to become Superman, but uh, we actually need to put on our glasses to see through the Holy Spirit's lenses. You know, if it helps, just get little props that you can put on, but just pray in the morning. Good morning, Jesus. Help me see things through your eyes today so I can see your fingerprints, so I can see the joy that you have in these difficult, difficult moments. I think there's a slide. You alone are the anchor when my seals are torn. Your love surrounds me in the eye of the storm. Um, I feel like I want to encourage us to know um, our story and know our journey and what we're for. It's not just circumstances that have happened to you. It's actually your story and it's your song to sing. And it's your adventure into freedom and what God has actually made this moment for. You know? Let's try to see our circumstances as God sees it, because there is more. Let's be fully present to where we are now and not be distracted by what the world wants or comparison to others. I feel like part of this battle is in slow. Our world hates slow and it hates it's not the right time and it hates you could save your money to buy this rather than instant gratification. It hates firm boundaries and it puts pressure on us when we decide to step out from under pressure and live a powerful and intentional life in the presence of God. I feel like um, God wants us to acknowledge that slow and just taking time um, and slowing things down a little bit um, is going to be really beneficial. We're part of this church plant um, and to church planting, if we were to run really fast, and start having all the different dreams and um, and put them into place. So um, I don't know if you've, you've checked out our vision or our heart for, for Bangor. And there's more, right? There's more than this. And uh, But if we started to try and do everything, who thinks it might be a disaster? <laughs> but what we're trying to do is go slow. Who are we to you? Because this is a new body of people. Who are we? And what do you say that we are? Let's go slow 
I will dose here. And I will dose here. It's not the right time. And I will dose here. I don't have the money. I can't buy it. I will dose here these things that we actually, as, as, as Jesus' um, friends, we need to get good at putting them in place. Yeah, so what if your journey is the place of encounter where we receive wisdom that we're changed and we're healed and we have truth spoken over us? No matter what the day brings, we're safe and secure in the love of God. We have hope and deep peace and joy and we're secure in who we are in Jesus. And we're released to live out of our calling. Spend time in his word, in prayer, in worship, in silence. Just be in his presence this week. Just be in his presence, not to impress him or anybody else, but so that you get to know him. And be creative with that this week. And let his life overtake and transform your life. That you know that you are his son or daughter, your true identity, and that you are called to be releasing life to others through this, through your journey. This is your adventure. Whenever I was um, praying about this morning, I just felt that what he wanted to do was a little bit of cataract surgery, and just like scraping back. Um, my next door neighbor recently had this, and just scraping back. Um, just some of the stuff that's blurred are, are the way we see Jesus, the way we see him. Um, it might be for you that um, you've sort of you've come into your relationship with Jesus um, from maybe from way back, but it hasn't ever felt that you're you're in relationship. It hasn't really felt those butterflies and those, um, those moments of, of encounter with him. And I feel like he's saying, there's more for you. Thank you for sticking. Thank you for sticking on me. I'm stuck on you. And there's more. I can bring butterflies. I can bring more. He wants to remind you of the journey and the trio that you're blazing. He wants to recognise that and remind you that you're not doing that alone. You don't have to. You might feel you are, you don't have to. He wants to be right in the eye of your strength. And that will be a trail that you're blazing for others. Ephesians 1.18 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. 